Hello and welcome to Not If I Reboot You First, uh, the show where we take existing properties and reboot them before Hollywood gets the chance to. I am Lindsay, I use she, her pronouns, and because Tanner can't make it today, I once again bring my brother! I have returned! <laughs> <laughs> I'm way faster than I thought. This is literally what we were talking about when I came on. I'm the pinch hitter. If you need yeah. someone, I'm here. You're a closer. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think I'm here to reboot something this time. I'm here to co-host. No. I have no idea yeah. what is going on. It's like rebooting <laughs> fan fiction. Uh, also, I'm I'm Ryan. I use he, him. Uh, yep. Yeah. All right. As I said, we are genuine 100% brother and sister. Yeah. And we... <laughs> For for you writers out there who are all like, I, I'm an only child, so I don't know how to write sibling interactions. It basically goes like this. <laughs> there will be awkward stuff and a lot of guilt tripping. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is. Anyways, Lindsay, you're rebooting something today. What was yeah. the hint? So the hint was, uh, it's going to be, once again, In My Wheelhouse with History, but this time it is more gothic romance and magic. I should add, it is something also from my teenage years. Something I read when <laughs> I was uh, 15, 16 and super moody. Can I, can, I, can I take a shot in the dark? Sure, sure. Is it, is it Red River? No, I've already done Red River. That was oh, last week. Shit! Fucked it up. <laughs> no, this one is one of my other great loves from when I was a teenager. Uh, a Great and Terrible Beauty by Libba Bray. I have no idea what this is. Is this okay, some classical pretty... liter- literature stuff? Or uh, <laughs> well, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're... um. How are you with your uh, reading list? Well, now that I have the time to read, uh, <laughs> working on it. Okay. I, I still got to fi- finish fresh off the boat and give that back to Ty. Yeah, that's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's not that long of a book, goddammit. I, I am a mess. And also we started doing Pokemon and that took up a lot of my time. Okay, what what was this called again? <laughs> a Great and Terrible Beauty. Um, it's actually the first of a trilogy by the author Libba Bray. She also um, more recently wrote the Divi- Diviners series, which is also magic, but in 1920s New York. This is a trilogy of books about a girl named Gemma Doyle in Victorian-era England uh, attending a, a finishing school, Spence Academy. And it's all about magic, and it's basically the craft, but Victorian style. Okay, alright. Yeah. You can see why 15-year-old me loves this Oh, this, this is book. so you? <laughs> yeah. This is super you. Because, like, I, I can already be, see myself in my room, overhearing <laughs> some Kelly Clarkson going on in the background. Yeah, while, I keep uh, saying Evelyn like, Levine, but Kelly pages. Clarkson was the other big thing. It's like that and Avril Lavigne. Yeah. <laughs> God, you were you were so on brand to become bisexual. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> it's it was your destiny. It's amazing. 
Yeah, I didn't quite have a burgundy face, but I did dye my hair dark brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went through a whole, you know, the whole, I'm not like other girls. Why am I a blonde? I should dye my hair brown. Brown's more smart. and <laughs> The smart girl the- characters always have brown hair. Yeah, you're not going to be like L. Woods, who, because you only saw the first few minutes of Legally Blind. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Okay, so let, let's let's get down to brass tacks. So, from what I'm reading here, uh, uh, Gemma Doyle uh, leaves home to go to India. Oh, uh, she's from India, oh, but she gets sent from to India. England. Yeah. Okay. And she's plagued by clairvoyant visions as she looks into the magical secrets of the school with her three friends, uh, Felicity Worthington, Pippa Cross, and Anne Bradshaw. Yes, it's very British. (laughs) (laughs) I should also note, because at some point this will happen, I was also a big fan of Jane Austen, like, Pride and Prince. Like the Kira Knightley Matthew McFadden movie came out when I was thirteen. Oh, that that's super, and then I yeah. immediately followed that up by watching the Bollywood uh, Bride and Prejudice with Aishwarya Ray. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did not know like, about Bollywood. That. Bollywood will adapt anything. Yeah, yeah, Bollywood's huge. They yeah. they do everything. Yeah, they gotta like appeal to everybody in like a small city anyway. Like, and they have a lot of big cities and a lot of different people who may like different things. Yeah. So, these, gotta, gotta hit like, every mark. Not to be stereotypical, but these will be viewed in a small village, and this might be the only film people see for about a month. So you have to entertain everybody. Okay, so yeah, let, 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 let's let's uh, yeah. let's do this. Yeah, uh, so the general plot is on Gemma's birthday, she and her mom are out in the city. Gemma's being like your typical teenager, being like, oh my god, this so sucks. It's super hot, and these clothes suck, and why are we doing hurt. this on my birthday? And I want to go Ugh. to England and go to a proper school. Like, God! <laughs> I <laughs> got <her> mom! <laughs> and her mom's like... Look, we'll get back to the house, we'll have the party, but I just have to do this uh, errand thing, and uh, we'll be back home soon. So then they go into a weird store, there's a dude, and then suddenly weird dark monster attack, and Mom, instead of letting herself be killed, she just takes out a big-ass knife and stabs herself! What? Wait, it's- she- what? Yeah, and then we smash cut to Britain, and Gemma's going to school now. What? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Wait, no, there's so much in there. How? What? Well, that's the entire mystery. Because, you know, Gemma's having the weird visions. Mom's dead because of weird shadow monsters. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. Oh, okay, so, like, we're trying to decode this weird mystery on yeah. the m- murder-suicide death of her mother? Uh, suicide of her mom to avoid being killed by evil monsters. So, anyway, as it turns out, um, or as the plot moves on, uh, Gemma makes friends first with her roommate, Anne, who's kind of like, 
uh, Anne is the scholarship kid. She's super smart, but she's plain as fuck. Her only purpose there is to basically learn enough stuff so that she gets hired by her rich cousins to be a governess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. which means a miserable life. Because Anne actually has artistic ambitions and actually does have genuine talents. And apparently a character, too. Yeah. (laughs) And then there's uh, two of the super popular girls, Felicity and Pippa. So Pippa, she's the hot one at school. And her parents want to marry her off to someone rich as fuck so that they can, you know, cash money. Yeah, cash money. And then Felicity is basically Cheryl from Riverdale. Uh, Oh. Including, we later find out, fucked up family. I mean, that kind of comes to the territory with those kind of characters, doesn't it? Yeah. They all have serious daddy issues. (laughs) Not to belie this. I mean, she tells her cousin, Polly, uh, who's starting to stay with her dad, lock your doors. Oh, oh, great! That, yeah, that—that's—that's that's the tone setter I want when I meet my family. Is like, hey, what's going on? How, how's it going? Lock your doors when you when you get bed at night. Like, great! I was gonna ask how the how the casserole was here, but I guess you know what? That's that's thinking ahead. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, lock your doors at night against your uncle. Also, our is this guy Polly Polly or Polly Polly? <laughs> no, she's little cute Polly. Oh, British I, girl. I was, I was really hoping for Italian. I'm walking here, Polly. <laughs> what, you think that this is my cousin Vinny? <sighs> Kinda, yeah. I was hoping. I, I, I can't so, anyway, eventually, plot moves along. There's a really hot Indian guy that uh, Gemma falls in love with, uh, Karchik. Um, she also finds a cave. She finds a weird diary. Uh, starts reading it. It's written by this girl named Mary, and uh, it's about Mary and her friend Sarah, who find out about these magical realms. They're called the realms because you know this is a young adult book. Yeah, there's certain <laughs> there is a ceiling for how creative a writer can get. There, we are not looking at Tolkien, okay? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, magic happens, and then things get. Worse and worse and worse because there's a bit of another mystery at uh, Spence. So there was a fire like way back um, and it killed two students and the original headmistress and nobody really knows what happened. Rough. Okay. Yeah. As it turns out, that fire is connected to Mary and Sarah because Sarah was starting to lose her magical abilities and she was getting desperate, so she's like, let's sacrifice a Romani girl to the gods of the realm so mm. I can get my powers back. Mmm. Troubling chain of, uh, the yeah. train of thought yeah. there. Okay. And then, also while in the realms, uh, Gemma meets the spirit of her mom. Because that's where her mom's spirit went. Yeah, her mom's soul is there. So she gets to talk and, you know, finds out about the, the realms and the order, which is like the this magical group of women who have uh, magic, especially illusionary magic, and protect the realms. And make sure Jedi. that they, it's kind of like a liminal space, too, for the souls of the dead to go from one state to another state. Jedi, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Use the power of YA, <laughs> Luke. <laughs> yeah. So, despite myself, I actually went and watched the uh, trailer for the latest Star Wars movie. Um, cool. It looks cool. Yeah. It looks cool. Um, the laugh of Palpatine, though. <laughs> oh my god! Prequel means have never been stronger. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, Mom starts warning Gemma about uh, the dangers of this evil witch named Cersei, because, of course, there's a lot of allusions to Greek mythology, to Arthurian, and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of Tennyson, too, because they uh, one of the motifs is the Lady of Shalott. You ever okay. read that one? Uh, you're asking someone who doesn't read a lot. If they read things. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you probably don't really remember much of uh, English class because you probably didn't go to many classes. <sighs> Listen, you know, it was, uh, it, you know, the, the school system was <laughs> fucked up and, you know, it, it was really against me for most of my life and it kind of just fucked me up and then uh, really made me not want to go to school. And, you know, I had no real reason to because they treated me fucking horribly and all this and all that. It, 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 the details. <laughs> there's an episode of um off the record right yeah where... yeah there's a there's a ryan rambles where i talk about how the school system fucked me up a lot yeah yeah i shouldn't rag on you too much listen it, it, uh, instead of actually reading macbeth <laughs> i read the graphic novel <laughs> that's actually how that me works. and austin bonded <laughs> We read the graphic novel when everyone else was reading the dumb stage fucking directions and shit. God, why did they just, like, have sit us down and just watch stuff more? Yeah. It's like, th these aren't meant to be read. Like, do a whole concurrent thing where you do have the play, but you can also, like, watch some version of it. Yeah. And not the standard ones, too. Like, if you're gonna do Macbeth, maybe also, like, show... Uh, Throne of Blood by Akira Kurosawa because, like, holy crap, you get to watch a Kurosawa movie! Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking cool. Yeah. No. No, our fucking school system sucks. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I remember the one teacher who had the bright idea about pairing up Oedipus and Hamlet. And then we watched the Mel Gibson version of Hamlet. Whoo! Winning! Where he basically fucks Glenn Close, who's playing Gertrude. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking Mel. Yeah. Jesus. God. We should have seen the signs earlier that Mel was fucked up. They were they were all over the place. Yeah. Should have seen it in, like, Braveheart. <laughs> yeah. That early. Yeah. I wonder... I wonder how early um, George Miller noticed. I wonder how early he noticed. How many movies was Mel in? Uh, no, not almost a Fury Road. No, and like Beyond Thunderdome. I think yeah, that was his think... last one. Yeah, yeah. It's probably after that. He's like, I don't need you anymore. All right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna go direct. Uh, what was it? Happy Feet. Yeah. What a fucking career. Yeah, I know. George Miller's career is so fucking weird. <laughs> it's great. It. It's great. It's, but it's like Australian weird. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, where were we? Um, uh, Lord Tennyson, Lady Eshelot references. Dear God, you could set the entire movie to like 
a score made entirely up of Lorena McKennett songs. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. After Gemma confronts her mother, she confesses that she was once a member of the Order and escaped the fire thinking that the others had died. She also discovered that her mother was Mary Dowd and Cersei was her best friend, Sarah Reese Toome. In Mary Dowd's diary, Mary says that she has sacrificed Mother Elena's little girl to get back the decreased power of Sarah. After reading this, Gemma thinks that her mother is her mother in a different way and hates her for what she has done. The only way for her to ever be at peace is for Gemma to forgive her when... Gemma and the other girls go back to the realms. They realize that something has changed before they can leave. The creature that killed Gemma's mother appears. Gemma takes Anna Felicity back to Spence, leaving Peppa trapped underwater. Uh, oh, okay, I think I missed something there. Why is Peppa trapped underwater? Uh, she runs off because she gets scared from the uh, evil shadow monster. Okay, alright. Turok Shadow Man showed up and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, and oh, yeah, another spoiler, uh, Peppa has epilepsy. Uh, okay. Yeah, great. so she suffers from seizures every once in a while. So anyway, when they finally get back after rescuing Peppa, they see her seizing on the ground. They run to get help from the headmistress um, after Gemma goes back to the realms to save Peppa, but Peppa chooses to stay in the realms because Peppa doesn't want to marry the husband her parents chose for her. Oh, yeah, the, the guy that they chose for her is a lawyer called... Uh, I think it was like Bartholomew Bumble and he's like dirty old man. Ew. Yeah. I don't trust anyone named Bartholomew who isn't named Bart Simpson. <laughs> and even then, keep a close eye on Bart. Yeah. Yeah, I can't trust that guy. Never ages. So Peppa doesn't want to marry the husband. Uh she wants to be with the true love she met in the realms. Oh yeah, um, there's a lot of fantasy stuff that goes on. Again, nightly. Just gonna gloss over that. <laughs> it's a long ass book, and I'm gonna condense it down to a movie that is basically the craft, but Victorian England. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so while attempting to save Peppa, Gemma defeats the creature and uh, destroys the runes. In the end, Gemma returns, and Peppa is dead. And then that's followed up by two sequels. Where we learn more about the Order and the Realm, and there's a whole bunch of teen drama bullshit, because yes. and Gotta um, have to. Yeah, and we meet Cersei, and we learn more about the Rakashka, which is this uh, male order who protect the Order. Protect, in quotation marks. So they're, they're boring dudes who want power, basically. They represent the patriarchy. Uh, I want, <laughs> that reminds me of someone. Who also wants power. Virgil. That's a, that's a Devil May Cry reference. Ah. So, yeah. So you want to turn this bad boy, well, this this bad girl, oh, into <laughs> a movie, huh? Yeah. Or, or it's already been adapted once, right? Uh, let's see. Uh, the film rights have apparently been optioned. Um. So it says here on Wikipedia, in July 2006, Icon Pictures, the film production company run by Mel Gibson. Oh god, here he is again. He, he, he returns! <laughs> Mel's back! Oh god, that fucking maniac. So anyway, uh, author Libba Bray has discussed the current status of the 
film on her webpage recently announced that Icon relinquished the rights to the film, and so the film version of the book will not be made in any foreseeable circumstance. So basically this thing is up in the air. No yeah. one has it, so... Uh... Let's. How uh, how about you play Hollywood producer? You you get your you get your team. You want to see adapt this. Thing. <laughs> so most of the actors, I definitely want to be teenagers, maybe on the older end. Like the obvious redhead to go to is Sophie Turner, but she seems to be a bit busy. Well, let's just say this is a perfect world where everything kind of works out. Yeah, for you. schedulings are perfect. So yeah, Sophie Turner's kind of my number one, um, because she fits most of Gemma's look. Yeah. Just have to put in, like, green contacts and we're good. Bam. Got yeah. it. Not sure about the other ones, because as I said, I want them to be on the youngish side. Oh, who plays Nancy in Stranger Things? Uh, Natalie Dyer. Yeah. Uh, no, Natalia Dyer. Natalia Dyer. Could be a good... And if you just like, or maybe not, maybe a good Pippa. Yeah, Pippa. Pippa is described as having like dark brown hair, gray eyes, and in profile in particular, she looks like, um, almost like one of those cameo brooches. Okay, yeah. 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 Anne's actually slightly on the bigger end of the spectrum, so I don't want her to be typecast too early, but like the first actress who popped into my head was um shannon purser then as for felicity hmm blonde beautiful uh lily tomlinson is probably too old like in my mind because of her personality my mind is going to the actress who played the main heather in the heather's musical fuck me oh her yeah uh uh jessica keenan Wynn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could totally see Jessica Keenan Wynn play Felicity. But at the same time, like, as I said, I would be totally down with getting mostly unknown British actresses. And then, ooh, director. Because because uh, of uh, Crimson Peak, the go-to guy is Guillermo del Toro. But Guillermo del Toro has how many projects? Half a billion, <laughs> yeah. if I checked last time. Uh, he's definitely one of, if not the most sought actor yeah. directors in Hollywood at this moment. Yeah. Who else can really do a good gothy feel? And that someone is named Tim Burton. <laughs> Don't you dare speak that ah, Nah, I'm not as better as other people, but, like, he's a pretty, like, one-note director. Yeah, we're, 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 uh... Let's look at someone with some, someone with better chops for this. Yeah. Uh... A female director, preferably. Because right now the go-to female director is Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Well, who has worked with Guillermo del Toro? Because that's a good place to start, actually. I think Alfonso Caron would be interested. Maybe. Because he did do the third Harry Potter movie. Yeah. And he also did work on uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Um, Another director that came to mind, it might be on the expensive side, but Peter Jackson, because one of his early films was Heavenly Creatures, which kind of fits the tone 
Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. What about Kenneth Branagh? It would be fucking five hours. That that tells basically the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> you you don't miss anything with Kenneth Branagh as mm-hmm. your director. Gothic film directors, because this does have a very gothic feel to it. So, of course, number one is Tim fucking Burton. Thank you, IMDb. Uh, David Lynch, he's too Sorry, weird. Neil welcome. Gaiman, Dave McKean, Guillermo del Toro, Tarsen Singh. Again, he would take too much time. Terry Gillum, uh, Quay Brothers, Fred Sturr, Adam Jones, Robert Morgan, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, he. Uh, Anne Rice is on there. Rob Zombie. That's the director for this. Oh, yeah. Soundtrack by Rob Zombie, too. It's (laughs) just freaking Hillbilly Deluxe. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) He directed fucking Hillbilly Deluxe? Well, that's the name of the album. <laughs> Dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and, and God damn it, the the fucking lyrics to that goddamn song is in my goddamn head. Damn you, Brooks and Dunn. I get the feeling that this is the sort of book that would be adapted by like Lionsgate. Yeah, this this property has a bit of a Lionsgate feel to yeah. it. And you know what this world is truly missing right now in these times of turmoil and strife is a good old Twilight bait kind of thing. Because this book did come out during the Twilight years. It it did. I that's two thousand three. That's 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 hidden right in the middle of that. Yeah. Actually, but, no. The middle of that would be like two thousand six. Yeah, like. Twilight, what I remember, Twilight was kind of a thing when I was about 13, but it was just starting. I saw the books in the bookstore. It was about in like grade 7 for me that I really started to hear about it. Yeah. I think that might have been about when the movie, the first yeah, movie came out. Yeah, because it was a bit of a slow burn for that one. Like, it came out and then it infected the high schools oh man oh it spread like a plague yeah you want to talk about like hitting the zeitgeist of a generation yeah it It looked no further than what twilight did for so many preteens teenagers our cousin got in on it oh yeah our mother got in oh god well mom is that type of mom she she kind of is, yeah. <laughs> She's the live, yeah. laugh, love mom. <laughs> I still wanted to get one of those and just put like Skeletor in well, it. You can get one from Walmart. I, I I you know I want one of the higher end ones from like Marshalls. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's the real shit. <laughs> And then pick up random anime shirts like how Chris has found so many cool things at Marshall's. I need to go buy that huh. first one day. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to check out my local Marshall's yeah. then. So, yeah, unfortunately, A Great and Terrible Beauty would probably be kicked over to Lionsgate. But I think if they found a good director, 
probably going to be on the more unknown. This is my first like big thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it is an older book. It it wasn't like The Hunger Games where it came out right when Twilight was over and, and they needed something. And just explode. Yeah. Yeah, that dystopia trend died fast. That thing fast. caught on hard. It, it caught on fast and it also died yeah. real fast when people realized, oh wait, there was a better one that came out years ago? Called fucking Battle Royale? Well, <laughs> I do believe that Suzanne Collins probably never heard of Battle Royale. I don't think she did. It's just one of those, I literally didn't know that was the thing. Well, and then, uh, the premise is pretty simple that anybody could have come up with it. Oh, anyway, it, like, it's the most dan- it's the most dangerous game. Yeah, with a bit of Gladiator thrown in. She probably was more inspired by Gladiator. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably so- lo- looked at Russell Crowe's rippling <laughs> abs. <laughs> and it's like, what if he was, like- was seven- a 17-year-old girl? <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Yeah, that's that's where the money is. Oh man, I was listening to one of it's my like um, I was listening sequel. to one of my political podcasts, um uh Canada Land, and they were talking about some of the recent updates about the SNC Lavalin scandal and the Josie Wilson Raybould stuff. And the guest host was comparing our prime minister to Covetus. <laughs> <laughs> well, more in the how Damn. Commodus is really just like a shitty man child going like, why don't the people yeah. love me? I don't know, man. I'm not going to go into that. That's, that's a, a Lindsay. That's a Lindsay and dad thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where dad almost I see watches. Da- I see dad sneaking around in the back. Yeah. Where dad watches the fucking national like it's goddamn sports. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so where where are some things that you would uh, in a adaptation you would change for the better? In your um, it's pretty good. It it really would just be the a lot of the usual like um adapting a book to a film. You know, cutting certain scenes because like we don't have time. Yeah, it's fat. a lot of cut the fat. There's a subplot involving Felicity and a Romani boy basically like having a little tryst and it's sort of like, you know, the whole goes into the whole bad girl facade sort of thing. I'm not like other girls. Yeah, well, as we later learn, <laughs> yeah. learn there's a good reason why she's kind of hypersexualized right now. Oh, great. That's that's Yeah, fantastic. well, as I said, she's a lot like Cheryl. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> just that just makes me die a little on the inside, you know. I got to get I got to get myself caught up to Riverdale. I sh- I got a lot of time now. I guess I could yeah. do that too. I'm working on Amnesty yeah. first. And then I got to check to see if uh Netflix has the latest season of uh Outlander up yet. Because I gotta see what Jamie and Claire are up to. Jamie's gonna finally meet his daughter! Okay, yeah, yeah. So, basically, in an adaptation of... A Great and Terrible Beauty, we want this to be gothy as fuck. All about girl empowerment, so I definitely want a female director. Even if she is not well-known, hey, this might get get her some attention. A relatively unknown cast, this might help 
get them some attention. Um, as I said, you could probably score this with a lot of Lorena McKinnon songs, but eh, maybe keep it down and maybe be a bit more mainstream-ish. Probably Florence and the Machine. Pro- oh, oh yeah. 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 There's some Lawrence, uh, F- Lawrence, Florence vibes coming off here, especially with the water part. Yeah. Um, I recently learned that Florence is coming to both Toronto and Montreal. Skip yeah. Me, and I'm like, I Dang. might go and see her in Montreal because that's a two hour train trip. And the Gare de Centrale. It's like a block away yeah. from where she's playing at the um the fucking hockey arena for the Canadians. What's that called? The yeah, Bell the Bell Center. Center. Yeah, she's playing there. And I'm pretty sure I will have a very sapic religious experience. <laughs> what what was her motif? She writes a lot of songs about water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this also goes well because Pippa almost grabbed yeah, that yeah. point. Remember? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, she does water and she does witches. Like it. Uh, that, that's 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 yeah. this. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And then, as I said, it's got a very like visually in my head because I was also like reading a lot about the pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood when I was uh reading this book too and totally getting into Victorian art and all that sort of stuff. God, I am like <laughs> my brand was forged early. It 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 was so early. It's crazy how early like like compare ourselves. <laughs> Your brand of like Victorian Jane Austen era romance and all that that was forged when you were like 13 yeah. and all that. Well, my, like, my shit, the fucking, like, synthwave cyberpunk kind of shit, like, I didn't get that stuff until, like, 2010. Yeah, you took a while to find yourself. When I was 14. Oh, yeah, yeah, most of, like, your... (laughs) Yeah, there's that one uh, clickbait article, like, your uh, taste performed when you were 14. Kind of true for us. It's uh, just a little bit yeah. very true. And, hey, the- Listen, man, you play Hotline Miami, and that's a life-changing game for yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> and hey, there's a bit of a crossover with us because we love ourselves some uh, World War II shit. We do. Yeah. Band we- of Brothers was a fucking drug. <sighs> Watch that thing yeah. a lot. <laughs> hey, I didn't realize what hot men were until I saw that miniseries. And they were in uniform. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, the Allies were the best dress. People can talk all they want about the fucking Wehrmacht, but that was only if you were SS and an officer. And besides, I, I prefer, like, stars and lions and nice stuff to, to their skulls. <laughs> of their Are, we the <laughs> Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? Hans? The baddies? <laughs> <laughs> we have skulls. So, anyway, so, uh, very pre-Raphaelite kind of style. Like, if you look at pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood paintings, they have a very distinct style. A lot of flowy dresses, a lot of redheads, actually. They really like their redheads. Um, and now they're extinct. Yeah, and... um. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's mostly girl empowerment stuff. Like, as I said, it was like the craft, but Victorian style. Like, you could eat. So that's more or less what we yeah. would go for. Yeah, like, even if it isn't, like, good, it should at least become, like, cult classic good. If it's campy. Yeah. How 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 much camp do you want in this? Because I I could totally see just this whole like the the setup <laughs> of the story being kind of hilarious <laughs> in that like oh mom I don't want to fucking help you. It's like listen we just have to do this one thing and then shadow demon <laughs> and then mom's like <gasps> and then hard cut to Britain. Yeah yeah to be honest yeah. So how about the money levels of camp were? The, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think if you hit around the mummy, yeah. you the you good can get mummy, this. not the bad Tom Cruise mummy. Okay, but that trailer though, yeah, that trailer where it cut out the fucking sound, well, well like one of the audio tracks. Yeah. <laughs> just that, that trailer is forever. <laughs> that is, uh, <laughs> God. Oh God, Universal! Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you did an even worse job at trying to create your own cinematic universe than fucking Warner Brothers. Hey, at least Warner Brothers is now kind of pulling it down. Have you seen Shazam yet? No, I haven't seen Shazam yet. You need to see I, Shazam. Yeah. It's real good. Look, I got yeah. my final for this course next week, and okay, after yeah. that, yeah. it will be my treat. Yeah, I've been looking forward to Shazam because that one looks like it's super fun and, you know, it, it's yeah. real fun. Realizes it's that real it's fun. a fucking comic book movie. Yeah, so about mummy level of camp, like, everybody realizes what the fuck they're in and are having fun. I want everybody to have fun with this. So I think I think that's one problem a lot of the uh, YA series tends to fall into. They tend to take themselves real seriously. Yeah. And it's like sometimes, like, it's not a bad thing to take yourself seriously. Yeah. But in some of these situations, it's okay to, like, acknowledge this is kind of a ridiculous yeah. situation we're yeah, in. So let's have a little bit of fun. And, like, if we want to continue with comparing this to, like, teen movies, especially centered around groups of girls, um, Gemma is a lot like Veronica from The Heathers. Like, she's very snarky and smart, but she's kind of, like, over everything. Yeah. 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 So, like, her internal monologue, because this is written, you know, in typical YA style first person, um, it's very snarky, it's very dry. She, uh, in the second book, it opens up, actually it opens up with the Kartik thing, but um, when we see Gemma, they're, like, making Christmas ornaments for charity, and uh, <laughs> she, she makes this one little drummer boy thing, and she, you know, I'm Tiny Tim! I'm so crippled and helpless! <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone! I don't know why this just kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Tahani from The Good Place a little bit, <laughs> like this this character who 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 d tries to do so much good and also thinks very highly yeah. of herself. Yeah, like I think with Gemma, her big thing is like she realizes what the fucking game is and is like I don't want to play by a these preset Victorian rules about what I'm supposed to do and also I have these shitty adults who have their own fucking agendas who are telling me what to do. 
<sighs> yeah. That's kind of how it'd be. How it'd I be mean, a lot. teens do assume a lot that they got the world figured out, but sometimes they do have the world figured out. So they, they got a better idea than what a lot of those shitty adults think. Yeah, especially the ones who have, as I said, their heads shoved firmly up their ass. So, is that more or less it? Want to go, yeah? Yeah, I think so. And we're almost at the hour level, so... This hour has 22 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, Ryan, what are your pluggables? Uh, my, uh, my, my pluggables, my huggable pluggables are, you can find me at Ryan Mitchell HTV on Twitter. You can also check out all my, all my fucking junk on Real SFN on Twitter. Uh, links everywhere to everywhere on that. I play Julian on Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. I do a bunch of Fireside podcasts, including appearing on here every now and then. Yeah. Because uh, you literally are five minutes away from Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now it's more like a ten minute. Oh, yeah, so yeah. And then there's now. the whole intersection there that can yeah, get that intersection that's, backed that up. That scares Tanner. Yeah. Also, it's bad now because it's not winter. Uh, but yeah, support us on Patreon at Superfun Network. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my stuff. Uh, so you can follow me at lindsaym476 and you can get to all my other social media bullshits from there. I have a lot of Pinterest boards. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow this very podcast at N-I-I-R-Y-F pod. Nyarf pod. Nyarf! Nyarf! (laughs) We need to do our own version of Pinky and the Brain. (laughs) Yeah. And you can follow this podcast on Instagram at not if I reboot you first, all one word. Uh, the hashtag is nyarf. Nyarf. Um, also, rate and review us, especially on iTunes. That really helps with the algorithm. It helps us escape from the watery depths of our Rilia home. So, Lindsay, I won't be back next week unless things Something happen. happens. Tanner should be back. Tanner should be back. We're going to pause a bit so he can insert his uh, hint in right here. Well, actually, I asked him, he told me uh, that you you could get the hint. Because you you already know, right? Did he send me the hint? It's something about sand. And it being coarse. Oh, yes. And getting everywhere. Yes. Right in time, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, timing. <laughs> Woo! Woo! All right. Anyway. I think that does it? Yeah.